On the tee, the knackered golfist. Four, please. The knackered golfist now driving. You are listening live to the knackered golfist podcast. The Knackered Golfist Podcast. All right, welcome to the Knackered Golfist Podcast. I haven't posted a podcast episode in a while just because I haven't had, it's been, you know, I just haven't had the time to do anything. Um, you know, the week, well, the last tournament really that I watched was the, the Masters back in April, and now we got the second major of the year coming up, and it's at Oak Hill Country Club outside Rochester, New York, in a, in a town called, I guess it's called Pittsburgh, New York, which I'm assuming is sort of outside Buffalo, or I guess Rochester is sort of its own um, metropolitan area. In the uh, in upstate New York, or actually East New York, or whatever Western New York, sorry. And so I guess you got Buffalo and Rochester, and then that's the only cities that I know of in that in that area. And then you got Watkins Glen out of out of Finger Lakes, I guess Lake Seneca in the background uh, in upstate New York. And that's all I know. And then you got New York City and then Long Island and all those other courses. So it's uh it's it's been a long time coming for New York State to host another major championship. I think it was what? Twenty nineteen, which was their last one. I could be wrong. Um they had the US Open recently, they had the PGA recently. And I'm wondering if they, they actually have the PGA and the US Open in the same state. I could be wrong. No, I think 2019 they had the PGA at um, at the uh, the uh, the Best Page Black Course, and then that was won by Brooks Kepka, And then they had the U.S. Open, I think, the next year at uh, what do you call it? No, it was the year before at Shinnecock Hills. So they had the U.S. Open. In 18 at Shinnecock Hills, and then they had the PGA again over at uh, Beth Page Black in May, and that was a year later. And so New York State had sort of back-to-back major championships, back-to-back years, and that was kind of interesting. And, you know, the, the, the powers that be, I guess, they make those decisions. It's not up to me. So, anyway... Um, I, uh, I I haven't been paying attention to much golf lately ever since the Masters. Like I said, when I began this episode, I uh, don't really haven't really cared about what's going on on tour and haven't really paid much attention to anything golf related. I think uh, the Wells Fargo was was uh, at the same course they had the PGA and also the President's Cup, so I'm, it's a little. There's a little, that's a little too much of uh, the course in uh, outside Charlotte that I can't think of the name of right now. Uh, what is it called? The 
Greater Charlotte Open, Greater Greensboro Open. I can't remember. That name escapes me right now. So, and then last week, uh, Jason Day, who is also a PGA champion, and he won it at Whistling Straits, I believe. I think that's the right course that he won it at. And uh, I think that was 2015 when he won. I can't, I can't be sure. But he won again, and he won his second Byron Nelson uh, Classic tournament that was at TPC Craig Branch. And it was, it was kind of cool because he hadn't won in a long time, and he won with a uh, older-style tailor-made putter. And he's not predominantly playing tailor-made anymore. I think he's playing a Bridgestone ball, and he's playing an old, uh, an older tailor-made mallet putter. And he shot, I think, 63 on Sunday, so he won. And so that's cool. And there was, uh, it was on Mother's Day, and so his wife got a, uh, a Mother's Day gift with all their kids on on hand to witness that. So that was cool. And you know, Jason Duffner, he's been. Up and down, and he, he was gonna he was gonna win a major for a long time, and then he sort of fell off. I think he got injured, and it's good to see him. It's good to see him uh, do well again. So, I only caught the last few minutes of that tournament as it wrapped up, as it was raining. So, I guess that's good. So he went from Texas outside Dallas to Rochester, New York, to have the PGA Championship, and then next week, I don't know really what it is next week. Um, so, the PGA, once again, is in May, is being held in May, and, and I think it's a good, I think it's a good match for, uh, a major championship in the summer months, in the, in the golfing months, to have the Masters in April, the PGA in May, U.S. Open in June, and then the Open Championship in July. I think that's cool. That keeps it, that keeps your tongue sort of, uh, waiting for stuff to come along in, in the coming months or the coming weeks during that season. And it's not, and you're not left with waiting for the final championship of the year in August when it could, you could be getting ready for watching football again. And also, well, that's when they have the PGA Tour playoffs. And then baseball is sort of wrapped, it's sort of starting to wrap up the end of the season. So. I've been paying more attention to the NBA playoffs this year than any other year on record, and I am a born-again Sacramento Kings fan, and they had a great year. They had a great run this year, and uh, they got to the first round of the playoffs, and they got to Game 7 against the Golden State Warriors, and then they they couldn't, they couldn't uh, beat the Warriors in Game 7, but they actually got to a Game 7 in the playoffs, first time in 17 years, and it was really exciting to see my city uh, come together and witness sporting um, sporting success for a sports franchise in your city. That is kind of something to make you feel good. So it was really cool to watch that run, and it was it was kind of it was cool the way they presented stuff on the weekend because they had nationally televised games on the weekend on uh, Saturday and Sunday on ABC Sports and not, you know, ESPN, which I don't have, and I'm not going to pay for, uh, what do you call it, NBC Sports Northern California to watch the Kings games. I'm not paying money for that because it's, it's, I don't have time for that. So, But my passion is golf, and 
although it hasn't been much of a golf season thus far, other than uh, other than other than John Rahm winning the Masters, which it was it was hard for me to remember. You know, you gotta you gotta think that John Rahm is a contender. John Rahm could win again because he has. I think he's won at least three or four tournaments this year so far, and he he could be he could ratchet up another win with uh, winning the PGA at Oak Hill. You know that is a a top flight sort of pick for somebody that's sort of like low hanging fruit on a on an oak tree. So you got John Rahm, you got guys from the Live Tour that did well on the top ten. Uh, finished in the top ten at the Masters, like Kepka and Phil Mickelson, and dare I say Dustin Johnson. I don't know if he is up to the task of playing a longish uh, golf course for the PGA, and he doesn't have a PGA. He only has a Masters and a and a U.S. Open that he won at Oakmont, which was a a stellar, stellar golf course to win a U.S. Open at. And also, you got uh, Dustin Johnson, who plays normally on the Live Tour now, and so he is only playing three days a week, or three three rounds during his uh, tournament weekend. And so, I don't know if he has had any success on that Live Tour. I don't, I have not been paying attention to it at all. And if I'm not paying attention to the PGA Tour, I certainly am not paying attention to the Live Tour. So, you know, but he'll be there. And I saw a uh, Instagram post that he's actually using a Scotty Cameron putter this weekend. That's actually very similar to the Justin Thomas putter. That's the uh, Scotty Cameron sort of mallet style putter that uh, has the plumber's neck on it, like a, uh, a Scotty Cameron Newport putter. So, you know, we'll see what happens. And then again, you could have a guy come out of nowhere and show the world what he's made of and uh, see what see what happens, you know, out of there, you know. And don't count out Scotty Scheffler. Don't count out Max Homa. Don't count out Justin Thomas or my personal favorite, Shane Lowry and Hideki Matsuyama. And also, don't count out Cameron Champ either. And I don't even know if he's playing in the tournament or not. And if he is, I hope he does well. And I hope he can uh, split a few fairways and attack a few pins, make a few putts, and, uh, you know, bring that long game home, even though I don't really care for the long game. But, you know, he's a local person from my city, and I hope he really does well. I think it would be... Amazing if a guy from Northern California won a major championship. The only other persons to do that would be Johnny Miller and then uh, George Archer from Gilroy. So he won the Masters back in, I believe, 69. That could have been Orville Moody who won that. But I can't remember... I can't remember what year George Archer won the Masters. So, anyway, um, you know, looking at a few videos on YouTube, looking at the course, and it's undergone a a major renovation, getting ready for this tournament. You know, this tournament has a PGA, it seems like, every 10 years. 
kind of like Pebble Beach every five years kind of thing. And the last one they had was in 2013 when Jason Duffner won. And, you know, he had all this, all these waggles going on, and he won it, and he did it with Duffnering, too. So he, he was doing that Duffnering stuff, and, uh, <clears throat> you know, he won. So it was really cool when he won. So And then the last guy before him that won was Sean McKeel back in 2003, who won it with a really close, precise shot on the 18th hole to get really close on the 18th hole to win that tournament. And I don't know what kind of margins these guys won it, but it was cool to see that, and cool. I mean, those were actually August tournaments, and so having the PGA in upstate New York, it's still a bit cold because they got the uh, they got the jumpers on and they got the sort of the knit caps on, and they're trying to stay warm in the morning. So New York State, upper you know, upstate New York is coming out of the winter, and uh, it's still sort of cold in the morning, but they're able to grow grass now, which is cool. And they're able to have a good tournament. I like the mowing style of the fairways. I like how it's a circle pattern where you make one pass and then you sort of circle around it. And so you make, and so the fairway appears like there's a, a light side and a dark side of the fairway. And I think it's I think it's cool. And I think it's a uh, sort of a good addition to the aesthetics of the course. In addition to the upgraded and sort of restored green complexes that are surrounding the uh, the greens at this course. You know, you have almost looking like uh, rectangle-style rectangle greens and different odd sort of tee-off positions that are in close proximity to the greens. You have different sort of bunkers that have lips on them that have that almost look like they could have Vaseline on them. I don't know. It's almost like you got to put uh, chapstick on them so they don't get chapped. They almost look like a pair of lips on those uh, bunkers, and they look cool. You know, you got the. Uh, I, I'm thinking that they use the marble dust sand for the bunkers, for the bunker sand, and so it's. Uh, it looks cool. It, it looks like a really good presentation of what the PGA is going to offer, and I hope that the PGA has a good tournament. And I, I'm glad that it's not going to be so hot like it was last year at Southern Hills in Tulsa. And I'm wondering also what the uh, what the alcohol beverage prices are going to be at this PGA. And uh, you might have to, you may or may not have to spend a pretty penny to get yourself a bottle of what you call it, the uh, the North the, the upstate New York prefer, preferred beverage of choice for the adult beverage. So. That's a good question. What is the adult beverage of choice in upstate New York? That's a good question. Is it a, is it something like Spotted Cow like they have in Wisconsin, or is it some sort of local sort of beverage that you can only get in upstate New York? That's a good question to ask. So I was looking also at the, uh, at the PGA Championship shop online, and what I also like is they had a hat years ago. I think it might have been for the uh, – for the uh, for the PGA Championship at Best Page Black, and they had this hat that had all these PGA Championship sort of logos all over the bucket hat, and it was really sort of odd and different, and that's kind of what I am, odd and different. And 
I kind of like that, that different sort of styling where it's not just a logo on the center of your forehead. The logo is sort of spread around the whole bucket of the hat. And I, you know, if I if I ever see a hat or of something of some kind, I think I might pick it up. But uh, it's interesting. It'd be interesting to see if they actually offer that hat again. And uh, so that's cool. It, it was it was a shame. I'm still sort of bent a little bit out of shape that I was not allowed to attend the PGA Championship in San Francisco. And I really think that the PGA needs to have a redo on the PGA at Harding Park. There needs to be some sort of major championship in San Francisco, again, for the the golf enthusiasts to attend in Northern California. Because we were gypped by COVID, and we were not allowed to attend the PGA in San Francisco when I really wanted to. And that was one of my bucket list items was to attend another major championship in San Francisco after I attended, the last major I attended was the 2012 U.S. Open at the Olympic Club. Of course, I think the Olympic Club is a better venue for that course, but then again, I'm getting older and I'm not really able to keep my uh, keep my ankles from splitting, you know, walking up and down those hills at the Olympic Club. So Harding Park might be a good compromise for me. And so I think that uh, in the near future, I really hope that they have something going on in San Francisco. And I remember just now, I remember that the Ryder Cup is coming at to the Olympic Club, I'm thinking 2027 or something. And it's not right because we should have had the PGA already, and I should have been able to attend that. But, you know, the way the way of the world dictated dictated otherwise. So... Anyway, so I'm trying to think of what else to talk about. Um, you know, Lee Trevino won the U.S. Open there in 1968, and he sort of came out of nowhere, I think. And he was, you know, he had all the personality. He had the, all the makings of a guy with a great personality, engaging with the fans, and and putting on a show for all the fans. And he won the tournament. I think the winning score was five under. And uh, the next major they have could have been the uh, the 1980 PGA, which was won by Jack Nicklaus. And that's funny because I just remembered that he won the U.S. Open at Baltusrol that year in 1980 over Isao Aoki. And so he won two majors in one year in 1980. And it was right after he got over his slump that he uh, was in in the late 70s. So that's interesting. That's interesting. So there's a lot. I mean, there's got to be some sort of YouTube video on Lee Trevino winning the U.S. Open at Oak Hill in uh, in uh, 1968. There's got to be. So and then there's also another U.S. Open that they had. I think it was Curtis Strange in I think 1989 or 1988. It could have been 88 when they had the U.S. Open there again. So. He won there, and, uh, you know, the rest is history on Curtis Strange. I'll tell you tomorrow what I think about that. So, then you have the, I guess they had a Ryder Cup there. Oh, I think they did. They had a Ryder Cup there, and I can't remember if the United States won. I don't think they did. I think Europeans, the European team won that 
and that could have been in recent memories. That could have been in the '90s or the late, the early 2000s. Um, interesting. I wonder if Tiger ever played. Oh, he did play there. So he, Tiger Woods would have played there in 2003 and then 2013. So that's uh, that's cool. So anyway, what else you got? So picks for the US for the uh, USPGA. Uh, I like Scotty Scheffler. I like John Rahm. I like uh, Brooks Kepka. I like Dustin Johnson to win the tournament. I'm thinking Phil, Phil Mickelson, Shane Lowry, Cameron Champ, Hideki Matsuyama. Um, who else? Somebody that comes to mind that won this year. I, oh, Max Homa. Max Homa could be a, uh, a contender for that PGA, and also Justin Justin uh, Thomas. He could he could do a back to back on that. I don't know what kind of a year he's had this year, and uh, I hope he has a good tournament with bones on the back. And it'll be good. It'll be good tournament golf to watch again. And I hope that they, for, for God help us, if they have any rain during that tournament. So far, so good. So far, we haven't haven't had any rain. Course looks to be in immaculate shape and ready for the tournament. Let's hope it stays as firm as it can be, and let's hope that the uh, the grounds crew is treated with something other than pizza and soda pop and beer. Let's hope they can get treated to some uh, better uh, fixes for the uh, for their performance during the tournament. Because putting on a major championship at a country club is a complete and out-of-this-world undertaking, and it requires a lot of patience, and it requires a lot of planning, and it requires a lot of due diligence with the superintendent and the assistant superintendent, and just overall commitment with the crew, and guys changing cups, guys changing, uh, fixing divots in the fairway, fixing uh, bunkers, raking bunkers, preparing everything, mowing tees, mowing fairways, Boeing Greens, it's a complete undertaking, and it's going to be put on master, it's going to be a master display with an orchestra of a golf course maintenance crew to get out there and prepare that golf course for the tournament, and so it's going to be awesome, and it's going to be, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to make the career of somebody who's in charge and that wants to move up in the world, and uh, it looks good so far. Looks good so far, and uh, you know they had the, the the redesigning, I guess, with Gil Hans. I'm thinking that's the guy's name. I could be I could be wrong. It could be somebody else, somebody somebody completely different that I don't know of. I don't know about design. All I know is that design can make a golf course a lot more difficult to maintain. Uh, and so let's hope that everything goes well for this tournament, and they have all the all the I's dotted and the T's are, and the lowercase J's dotted too. So, all right. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hopefully be able to watch a little bit of that tournament. Hopefully, I'll be able to watch it all on Sunday. And uh, and then next week is Memorial Day weekend. Oh, next week will be the Colonial Invitational at Colonial in Fort Worth, Texas. So that's how I remember that because I was able to sneak on. I was able to sneak into the Ben Hogan Trophy Room at Colonial a few years ago. It could have been ten years ago when I got in there. And one night when I was there in Texas, 
out of training. I was able to sneak into that Ben Hogan trophy room at Colonial Country Club and see all that memorabilia. It was so amazing. And then I got to see all of the all of the gentlemen golfers that won tournaments with their with their tartan jackets and their and their donated golf club of choice that they used to win the tournament that year on the wall. So it was awesome seeing all that. A, uh, a step into history was was something really really special that day. So you are enough. I just see that on a billboard. You are enough. God loves you. Hope you have a great day. There is hope in the world. And if you're feeling like saying hi to somebody, do it. Because somebody might need to be said hi to. All right? Take care, everybody. Have a great weekend, and God bless. On the tee, the Knackered Golfist. Four, please. The Knackered Golfist now driving. You are listening live to the Knackered Golfist podcast. The Knackered Golfist podcast. All right. Thanks for listening, folks. This is the Knackered Golfist Radio Network.